skin and blister. We're two sisters. Supporting each other from across the pond. Welcome to Skin and Blister Halloween Edition. Hi, Sez. How are you? Hi, Cass. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm feeling spooky. Uh, We have a special guest here today, and it is Nick. Hi, Nick. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. I've got some coffee in me, and I'm good to go. Thanks for coming on the pod. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. It's good to talk to you guys on here. Um, so, Nick, will you give us a brief intro? Tell us about um, your job and what you do. Okay. Wow, we're just like jumping into my work life here. Okay, cool. We sure so, are. Um, yeah, no, um, I just started about a month ago at um, uh, a job at Wicked Weed Brewing, which is a local brewery here in Asheville. Um, and I'm in the lab, uh, the quality lab the only lab there. Um, and yeah, we do, we test everything about the beer. So while we're, while we're brewing it, while we're canning it, while we're kegging it, whatever it is, we check before, during, and after the process, um, using a bunch of instruments and, and some microscopy and a lot of, uh, testing, uh, with using instruments and reading data and entering it in. That's super cool. Do you get to taste test as yes, well? Yes. So sens- sensory is what they call it. It's the <laughs> fancy version of that. But yes, I mean, I mean, we're we have an app that we use, and it's actually for breweries. And um, basically, we have a sensory person that it's like kind of his side job, and he'll present uh, like three or four samples, and we have we sit in this like sensory deprivation room, not intense, not like no sound, no anything, but it it is like blocked off. The windows are blocked off and stuff. And they just slide us a glass through this little window and they're like, okay. And they're like, okay, so the, you know, the color is the first thing we look at and then it's aroma and then taste and then mouthfeel. And then we rate it. And if enough people fail it, then we actually get rid of it. We're like, that's not good enough for the customer. And before we can it or package it or anything, then we don't do it. So. Oh, wow. That is amazing. Do you get like drunk? No, 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 no. (laughs) I probably um, shouldn't. I ask couldn't that. operate. I couldn't do my job if I was drunk. So no. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, I've got a question regarding what you te- test. So before the product goes out to the public, um, what different tests does it have to pass? Yeah. So um, there's a lot of different tests. Um, there's some that are legal and we just have to do it as the size of the brewery that we are. And then other ones are just like wicked weed standard. So a little bit more strict. Um, but basically the legal thing is mostly just getting the ABV down, the alcohol content down like Pat. So it's like, if we say it's, you know, 4.7%, it has to be within 0.3% of, of what we say it is. Um, Otherwise, it's illegal to put that on a label and say, hey, this is what it is, and it's not. So um, so that's the legal side of it. Um, but we do a lot of stuff with like uh, like the real degree of fermentation. We've got um, the – that we, we measure the amounts of like the IBUs, the international bitterness units, um, specific gravity. Uh, diacetyl is a really th- big thing that we look for, um, which is – if we see a shit ton of it, then it's we have to get rid of it because it actually creates a weird taste in the beer. It's kind of like a butterscotchery, yeah. butter, butterscotchery, butterscotchy uh, taste. 
<laughs> oh, weird. Um, and it's, I mean, I guess for some sweet beers that we don't make, um, people want that, but it, it, it signals to the taster, if you know what you're talking about, that it's too much diacetyl in it. It has to do with um, lactobacillus. It, there's too much in there. And so they, they like, okay. it's too much in the beer. And so it makes it taste weird. Um, so we make sure that that's not happening, which means, um, there's a couple things we have to do in the lab. Like, uh, there's a, yeah, there's a, t- I'm, I'm getting too much in depth, but basically we just do a lot of things to the <laughs> fermenters and the bright tanks and all this other stuff while brewing to make sure that that doesn't happen. Mm. And then, then we test it once it's done too, to make sure that we did a good job. And what about, um, I want to ask Go more for questions. It. <laughs> I have many okay, questions. Fine. All right, I've got a question about the lactobacillus. Is that the same? Is that a bacteria? Yes. Yes. Is that the um, same bacteria that you use for like yogurt, or or my? Um, it's one of the. Yeah, it's one of like the. It. I mean, it might be. It might even be one of those like good bacteria things for for bodies, but it's just not good for beer. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things that we work with, like we work with yeast and we love yeast and hate yeast. It just depends on what they're doing. Um, uh, and that's another thing, too, is we work with temperatures a bunch. So the beer, once it's done, has to be cold. If it's above like 40 degrees Fahrenheit, then it's like we need to like do something about it. We either need to put it in the freezer and let it cool or if it's been too long, then we got to get rid of it. Um, just cause it grows, just the more bacteria grows. And we also keep as little oxygen in the batch as possible. Cause oxygen just ruins everything. It, it's a life maker, which we don't want. We want to control the life that's yeah. in the beer. Um, so yeah, yeah. the more oxygen, the, the worse it's, the worse it is basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do have another, <laughs> I'm hogging the question. You're good. Um, <laughs> For the shelf life, so I've got a product as well, which all of this stuff is is making my ears perk up. Um, for the shelf life, do you have a way of testing it without just leaving it for the whole shelf life? Um, not really. So what we do is we archive, every time we package, we archive some too. So like we have the batch number and all that stuff. And so if a customer calls, for example, or one of us chips in is like, hey, I had this beer and it's before the expiration date, we go back in the archive and test it ourselves using the instrumentation, but also tasting it ourselves. And if we agree with the customer, then we deal with it that way. Um, usually though, whenever that happens, which is not that often, but when it happens, um, they're wrong. Uh, like like yeah. something happened. It's like something <laughs> happened. Wait, wait. I thought the customer was always I never right. said they're that. Not. So. <laughs> they're not. But, uh, but, uh, but yeah, no. Um, I mean, and we wouldn't say that exactly, of course. Um, and I don't have to deal with the customer service You're just right in all caps. You're yeah, wrong. No, no, no. no. Um, but we do have a testing method for that. And yes, we do have to just let it sit on a shelf. It is in the fridge. It's in our walk-in like cooler area, which we have two huge coolers, I mean, that are massive. We put forklifts in and out of them all the time, so. Oh, I love that. Uh, when when Saz was here for a visit, she went to uh, Sierra Nevada Ooh, Brewing with beautiful. me and saw kind of like the, you know, the outside of the production. It was pretty, pretty cool. I love taking people there because it's like crazy to see well, it. Well, also, also, I mean, Wicked Weed sometimes works with Sierra Nevada. Like they just went to a safety meeting of Sierra's um, and a lab meeting. So I didn't get to go because I was super new. Um, oh, this wow, happened like really? three weeks ago. So I was just hired. So I, I wasn't 
invited for good reason. But um, but no, they um, Sierra actually talked about their sustainability, and we're trying to be as like sustainable as them, which is a very high bar. I mean, it's ridiculous, um, in a cool way. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah. But it's not really possible for our budget or size, but. F- like Sierra, when they planned out the Asheville location, they had a ton of money. They had a huge budget to make it yeah. what it was. Clearly, um, if you see yeah, the facility. Campus, yeah. Um, yeah, it's crazy. It's pretty yeah, cool, that's... though. Like, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that was a perfect place to go. That's awesome. Um, yeah, and, and they don't really show you the brewing process through, like, the self-touring or anything like that. But it is really pretty, and mm-hmm. they, they work really hard. There's actually a few employees from Sierra Nevada that came to Wicked Weed, so I've talked a lot with them, too, so. Um, we were wondering if you'd help us judge or, well, judge some coffees and also, cause I know you're also like a huge coffee nerd like yeah. we are. Um, and then also if you would answer some questions about beer, if you, if sure. you can, and we can also chat cool. about it. Oh, wait, Saz is raising her hand. <laughs> it's like a stop sign. Did we She's talk like, about your wig yet? Are we, right just, are we just going to act like your hair is Yeah, out? we didn't talk about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, it's no other you, costume it's, it's just the wig tell us where that it's wig Halloween. is uh, I wore it this weekend for Halloween party and I was uh, my boyfriend Simon and he was me at the party it was pretty amazing we had like I think it was probably one of the best costumes that I've ever done um, you guys you look can, funny yeah. I saw pictures of that it was fun yeah, Simon's I mean, I guess, was I the best. Before or after that, it's um, weird that, I felt like I felt like I was like, when did you guys go to that? Because I was like at your house the other day. No, no, it was it was on Saturday. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What was that? What? Sorry, sorry. There's someone at the door. Give me two seconds. She's gonna <laughs> have to cut this out. No. Chop chop. <laughs> chop chop. Uh, does she get door door calls often? Um, deliveries and stuff. They always like buzz the door. Oh, so okay. and and she lives in like a studio. So there's not like a separate room to go into. All right, two yeah. things, two things, two things, <clears throat> guys. Two things. I don't live in a studio. I live in a one bedroom flat. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. And that was my organic <laughs> veg box arriving. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. <laughs> I didn't know I was going to be making fun of you on here, Sarah. I knew I was going to be making fun of Kelda, but geez, It's like geez. my one, uh, my one, uh, I don't know, thing. It's very Your out one of thing. Organic. Guilty pleasure. Yeah. That is so you, not out of character. Stop so it. So you, can you go shit. to like a market though, or is this just like more convenient or... It's it's so cool because it comes they have it comes in a box and it doesn't have any plastic on it and then you give them the box back when oh. the next week. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's and pretty it's cool like, actually. It's expensive, but I, if you went to a market, it would be a lot more. Um, yeah. Anyway, sorry about that, guys. It's so unprofessional. It's okay. No, um, it's very London. Like it's, yeah. it really shows like what we're dealing with here. <laughs> The guy is so nice as well. We always have a little chat. Nice. Oh, this time he was like, why are you telling me to leave so fast? I thought we usually had a little chat. Oh, no, no, no. Like, that's the max chat. Hi. Oh, okay. Okay. 
It's very, yeah, very yeah, London like, of you. Very businesslike. Um, we, Calder, you need to put a picture of you and Simon on the pot on the Instagram. I did. I, I did. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a funny amazing picture. Way. Yeah, I saw it somewhere. So I put it on the story, but maybe I'll put it on like the permanent feed. Yeah, <laughs> I think you both did a good job. Yeah, yeah, they looked amazing, didn't they? Um, I was just going to say, I was at the coffee shop all morning today, and we had a bit of a Halloween moment at one moment. Oh, yeah? In, um, we've had, we put these shelves up for alcohol about three months ago now, and then today, and they've got, you know, the liquors on them, and then today, one of the shelves broke, oh, and all no. the liquor fell on top of <gasps> us. Oh no! Luckily, oh, everyone was fine. Gosh, what about the <laughs> liquor one. though? Was the liquor fine? <laughs> Good question. Kelda's concerned about not inanimate objects. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one of the gins went everywhere, so it was like really smelly oh. in the cafe. But at the same time, the Wi-Fi went off, so we were like, it must be connected, and we were running around. Oh. Turns out it was like something in the area, and it wasn't us. Um, which is fine. We just hot spotted everything to our phones. Wait, um, how is but... it connected though? Is it like an earthquake or something? That's what I was thinking with the connection of the shelf Maybe. falling and the and the yeah. Because huh. it's so weird, yeah. it fell like because it's been you know it's been there for three months. You wouldn't think it would fall, but I so thought that who... was Halloween. <laughs> okay, right but. In a much more real sense, who mounted the shelf? Was it you or Fran? Mounted. Um, <laughs> That's kind of what oh I was thinking God. too. I was like, what are you saying, Gelda? That's how you say it. You say that you mount a shelf. Yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, um, <laughs> who mounted who? Fran. So. <laughs> uh, um, Fran did. But it's we're gonna have to do it again and just get a longer screw. And... <laughs> Speaking of mounting, oh my gosh, we're just getting further in this. Because <laughs> it's a brick wall in the back. So, <laughs> all right, let's move on. Let's do some coffee judging. All right, coffee all right. judging. Uh, all right, we've got a few orders here. First, let's start with my order this morning. Um, I'm sure you saw the Instagram uh, live, um, you know, because yeah. I assume you're just oh constantly God, waiting for me to go live so that you can watch it. Um, but I got a, it was called a honey, iced honeybee. Um, and then I got it with oat milk and less honey and uh, cayenne pepper. So I don't know what you think about that, but it was pretty tasty, I have to say. Nick, well, you go ahead. Okay. Um, Nick, your well, face I mean, right now. <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's that that's tasty, although why'd you get less honey? What are you doing? Because I don't like the sugar. Bee. Don't get a honeybee and say less honey. They, that's why they hated you, by the way. They're like, hey, I, wanna, I want something in the name that says honey, but less of that, though. That's <laughs> They don't want that. They don't want to do that for you. Um, in her live video, she was like, oh, yeah, they like just looked at me and they were... Uh, they seem pissed or whatever. And I was like, uh, it makes sense. Makes sense to me. <laughs> but uh, no, it sounds tasty. Uh, super fancy. I mean, fancier than what I would get. I would just get something like I would just get a cold brew or something. But 
but yeah i mean it's tasty i like the cayenne so yeah it's really good i'm gonna start bringing a little shaker of cayenne with me in case they don't have it in the coffee shop just add it shake 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 you don't need to do that there's don't do that (laughs) um while we're on the uh nick um we were talking a couple episodes back about a nitro cold brew is do you have you had that yeah 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 so um i think i actually like sent in (laughs) that was one of my answers was a nitro yeah yeah um um, but yeah no it just um it's just like it comes like it's like a draft so you just like pull the handle and it's night it's it's nitro nitro i can't even say the word uses nitrogen to infuse (laughs) into the coffee and then it makes it, it it cascades and if you drink it in a certain amount of time then it actually tastes creamier uh it almost gives it a foam without being creamy like at all how do you how do do you know how they make it it's just a it's just hooked up to like a a keg of nitrogen a small cartridge of nitrogen okay um and then they when they release the the uh the handle just like a draft instead of you know most draft beers are either nitrogen co2 or a mixture um this would just be nitrogen and it's just it's a small amount it's not very costly but it does make the coffee seem lighter and it and it tastes creamier um and it looks cool too. So, yeah, I is love nitrogen, a nitrogen. Sorry, is nitrogen the same as uh, dry ice. Oh God, I should know this for sure. Now I feel like an idiot. Um, I don't know. Let's see. That's no, all right. I'm just That's gonna... all right. Let's have. Let's a... Google. Let's have a Google. Yes. Um, so it's it's the same as no, like what you use. CO2. Sorry, it's CO two. Oh, okay. Dry ice is CO two. Okay, yeah. but the nitrogen thing, that's the same as what you'd use for like a whipped cream thing, right? Like if you were, you know, those that ones might you shake. might CO2 as well. Oh, okay, okay. So it's I think like it just depends because, I mean, nitrogen is usually more expensive, but we've had a CO2 shortage lately, so I don't know. I don't know okay. the prices and things anymore. Interesting. But, uh, yeah, when there was a CO2, I mean, recently there was a CO2 shortage, so now going back to beer shortly uh the a lot of brewers switch to nitrogen rather than carbon dioxide uh and usually they use some kind of mixture now because they're about the same price is there a difference like what why would you use one over the other well for the longest time co2 is just like super cheap Um, okay now it's a little bit different um which i think is funny because we have or funny in a not in a haha way but (laughs) interesting just because um, yeah co2 emissions and all that jazz but um actually another thing about sierra nevada is they're able to capture their co2 and reuse and and use it in their processes for beer brewing so it's pretty that's another sustainable thing that they're able to do with their super expensive technology (laughs) that is so cool yeah um here is a a coffee order to judge another one a ridge. oh no no don't be sorry. We like that's what the whole podcast is about. It's completely yeah. going off track. Um, we apologize to the listener. <laughs> no, we um, don't. no, we don't. We like it. Uh, this person said roast ridge hazelnut with Starbucks caramel macchiato creamer. Oh my gosh! Right, Sarah, you go for it, Sarah. Go. I do, but you know, you know me. I like uh, black coffee, so. I mean, anything that, but what is it? It's, it's, they're adding the creamer. Is that where the flavor is coming in? Yeah, no, they're, they're doing a, a hazelnut 
um, coffee. It's a hazelnut, with, ro- hazelnut roast. Yeah. Yeah. With Starmuck, Starbucks caramel macchiato cream. <laughs> that is. Oh. Okay. Max we don't, we don't have level. those. I, I have seen those in the States, the like coffee that's flavored, like the beans, but we don't yeah. have that here. We, oh, really? Yeah, that's interesting. It's yeah. it's gross. It's very- I hate, <laughs> I completely Thank agree. You, Nick. I yeah, hate flavored coffee. I think it's um, disgusting. Yeah, when you infuse the flavor in the in the beans before they're even, it's just not good. Um, not I'm, okay. I'm okay with adding stuff later. I mean, I, I like black coffee too, but if you're going to go sweet and creamy, do that later. Don't do it yeah. before. Don't infuse that flavor. It makes it gross. It's too syrupy. It's so opinion. weird. It's not good. How, I wonder how they even do it. I think, I mean, if it's not allowed outside of the States, it's probably something gross. It's probably something. It's probably some terrible. And, like, and everybody yeah. else is been like, hey, this is not good for us. Let's not do this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, have you seen a uh, oh, slight, slight diversion? Um, have you seen like food products where it's the same brand, but the US one has like a hundred ingredients and the UK one has five ingredients? Have you seen? Yes. Yeah, that's a TikTok and- trend, yeah. And we're so sad about it. Yeah, it's not, and it probably makes things taste vastly different too. But. Okay, I just I just googled how it's made the flavored coffee. Uh-oh. It says, um, it says, as any coffee purist will tell you, the best way to enjoy a cup is straight, <laughs> like us. But not everyone's palate is the same. Um, so they basically add syrup. Um, while the the syrupy taste (laughs) yeah so you get the beans and then you get concentrated syrup and you take the whole beans from the roaster while they're still warm and then you add three percent of the weight of beans and syrup so you like steep it in there yeah exactly and then you mix it in a mixer the syrup and the beans for about 15 minutes and then yeah i guess yeah, because they're warm, so they're yeah, kind of soaks in. in. Yeah, because they're like porous. Yeah, that's so gross. I hate that. That's I don't disgusting. like that. <laughs> <laughs> we're so um, we're so snobby. We're yeah, I know. It. Like whoever we're said like, that order in, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thanks for sending it in. We love you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Nick, that's so nice. I'm glad you um, like is it. Is there any more, Kelda? Yeah, there's yeah. a. There is a black drip, black filter, I mean. That's what I like. I make it every morning with uh, beans from a local coffee shop. Shout out to... Which one? Um, oh my God, I can't remember now. Jesus, Penny Cup. Shout out to Penny Cup. Penny Cup has the Penny best Cup. Ah, I love their... That's not the one we went to when I was there, is it? It is, yeah. It is because Kelda took that silly picture at the <laughs> on the wall, the wall, the mural on the wall. Oh yeah, the... yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember yeah, the yeah. rad latte? You hated it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> but I use their beans um, with my coffee every morning, and I get a light roast. What kind of roast do you guys like? I uh, can I go first? Are you good? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Go next. Um. I'll do dark roast for hot for like pour over coffees. And then I do light roast for cold brew. Okay. Um, um, yeah. I think I would, I think ours is 
dark roast. We have, yeah, I think ours, we either have dark or medium roast, but it's not as prevalent over here. I mean, it's, it's just the level of, uh, not burning, but do you know what I mean? Doesn't, like roast, speaking roasting. of burning, doesn't the dark yeah. roast taste burnt to you? It always tastes burnt to me. If you get it from a bad coffee place, then yes. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's slightly different, like over here. I don't, dark roast, maybe ours is medium, but it's quite chocolatey is the idea, like the darker mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. they always say. And the lighter ones are fruitier, and also it depends where they're from and all that. Um, yeah yeah i mean the light roast also has more caffeine in it it does because it just roasts for less time so i mean like the dark roast has a higher chance of it burning um so like if you get a dark roast from like sometimes if you get a dark roast from a local shop they burn their beans in their little batches and you're like okay this batch sucked and then you (laughs) have to like and you pay top dollar because it's a local coffee shop and I've, yeah. I've had that I've had that experience with a couple local places actually. I've definitely had that. It's pretty disappointing when that happens. Yeah. But usually like... you don't have that chance if it's a light or medium roast, but sometimes they burn they cook them too fast um so you can still get them burnt, <laughs> but oh but gosh. it's less of a chance. <laughs> we are like such snobs. It's insane. Um <laughs> I have a question from someone for you, Nick. Uh, when did liking IPA become the rule for adults? It's like a weird American masculinity thing almost. Yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> I see that. I understand that. Um, what's funny is that my brewery does focus on IPAs right now. We're thinking about doing a lager system maybe soon, but um, it's a, just a completely different process. So we have to like kind of redesign what we're doing. But um but yeah, we're, we focus on hops and uh, strong flavor, like bitterness. So bitterness and hops mm-hmm. is what an IPA focuses on. And that's, I actually really like them. I understand why people don't though. Uh, it totally can be a, a huge hit in the mouth if you're not used to it. Um, I mean, it's very strong flavors. I mean, I basically think that if you don't like an IPA, you don't really like a lot of beer in general. Um, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, you have to have a palate for beer. I mean, and it's totally fine if you don't. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, um, but, uh, yeah, no, um, I'm focused on more the IPA. So it's funny that that question was asked. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Could we just quickly, cause I, I don't know anything about beer, but could we quickly go over like the difference between IPA and lager? Yeah. So like, um, so like IPA, it's India, India pale ale. It's, um, basically focuses more on, um, hops and, um, like, it's it's based like the the hops you choose is a very big determinant of the the final taste um there's hops in most most or like most beers i'm gonna say most but almost all beers um but uh but ipas are like hey this is the exact hops this is how much we're using the amount is a big deal and then um and it brings out a lot of different flavors also it adds bitterness um lagers are a lot I would say the, an actual term, which is kind of funny, uh, is crushable. So like, uh, if it's oh, crushable, yeah. that, that it's easier to drink. Um, so like if you get like a, a bud light on your beach trip, like you get a case of it, you know, it's super cheap and not, it's crushable, you know, it's, it's not mm-hmm. super like, Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, that's the best beer I've ever had. But it's something that'll keep you like, it'll give you something to drink. It'll keep you relatively like, uh, 
your thirst is quenched, you know, on something like that or like a river trip or something, you know, something like that. But like if you're just sitting around um, like at a party or something, I'd rather have like one or two beers of really high quality hop forward, um, higher ABV. That's another thing, too, is um, usually the lagers and stuff like that are lower ABV. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So and then a Pilsner is a is kind of a fancier lager. Uh, it's it actually is a hop forward um, lager. So it, it kind of. It's lower ABV, but and it's not as strong as an IPA, but it's kind of the step up to an IPA if you've just been drinking lagers for a while and you want to kind of uh, switch over or <laughs> orient yourself with a stronger kind of tasting beer. Um, yeah. I am guilty of this too as an American. I think part of it, Nick, is that we live in like such a beer snobby place that I think a lot of people here have really gotten into IPAs. But um, I like only drink IPAs. I, I love them. I, but I'm, I, I have a specific kind. I like the new England IPA cause it's like a bit lighter and fruitier than yeah. um, it's not as like bitter. And so, yeah. so I'm kind of like in between there. I like that. Gotcha. Well, I left a lot of, um, I left a lot of the beer in your fridge, so you should check it out and let me know what you think. I think we drank I- it all. <laughs> are you serious wow yeah the rest of that night after nice. you left, i brought so gone. much that's funny i i mean i so I, I get i get free beer at my job so so uh i oh, like awesome. we get like like it's employee and actually us in the lab have first dibs on employee beer because we determine what goes into employee beer mm-hmm. um okay. so we get first dibs on all the beer that we make um at that facility so there's a couple locations um but this one is where we have the lab so we get to determine what we make there and what we keep but um but yeah so i bring it now i'm bringing it to parties and stuff so i wanted to get <laughs> but now if you drink all of that i don't even know if you have an opinion of them at this point if you drink them all in a night yeah that's <laughs> it wasn't just me guys by the way there were a lot just of other people though. there <laughs> um, no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. that's I was like probably... when you serve like your good wine first and then yeah two bottles yeah. in you it doesn't matter the wine that yeah. you're serving yeah, that, I brought a variety just in case so I could get everybody to l- like like something. But I really um, liked, the, weirdly enough, that weird cheesecake one. Like, I did yeah. not think I would like that, but that was like, it was like a dessert in a beer. Well, it was, also, it wasn't, it's not too sweet, which I like. Yeah, it wasn't I, too sweet. It was just the flavors, which I would never have chosen that in my yeah. life. Like, I would have been like, ew, that is so weird. But actually... Yeah. It was, well, it's it's yeah. it's bourbon barrel age too, so you get eleven point two percent alcohol. So, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, I guess that's why that's the only one I remember drinking. <laughs> <laughs> After that, it was a blur. <laughs> what's like a Nick? What's a a Corona, for example? Would that be about four percent? Yeah, I would say like four and a half. I don't know at all. Yeah, that's probably the basic kind of thing. So these Um, are like really. It's like wine. It's like a pint of uh, wine. (laughs) Yeah, well, okay. So that one specifically is a stout. Um, That is not an IPA. That's a stout that we made. Um, We 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 delve into other things too. Like actually, another location we have works just with sours, which is really awesome. Um, Unfortunately, I don't work at that one. So (laughs) I love sour beers. So. Um, but, uh, but anyway, um, 
Yeah, the the stouts are higher ABV usually. Um, there's some exceptions, of course, uh, but this one is even bur- bourbon barrel aged, and so you get even more alcohol and uh, boozy taste. Um, so that's a little bit different. But yeah, no, the the pilsners and lagers and stuff are usually lower ABV, like anywhere from three percent if you're getting the light beers, you know, mm. um, all the way to I mean, I've seen like seven percent lagers before, but that's pretty high for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the IPAs are anywhere from like four and a half is pretty low, but we've got, we've got a four mm. and a halfer, um, to I've seen well, it pretty high, like 10. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I've seen, I, I don't think we have that high right now, but I've seen them that high before. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love how she asked that question. And, and instead of like laughing and being like, yeah, yeah, we are all, we all just started talking about IPAs. <laughs> I mean, I understand that. I understand what, it is a trend and I understand like people it totally need, is, to, like, yeah. need to be more of a, we have to have a variety. I, I don't want just IPAs. Uh, available. I'll just um, take IPAs. <laughs> I, I like different, especially seasonally speaking. I really like, um, I really like stouts and porters in the fall and winter. That's really nice. It's, it's like a, well, speaking of the sensory stuff, it's a good mouthfeel. It feels like heavy and warming and good. So I don't know. It's good for those months. Yeah, I like lager in the summer, actually. I think that's nice. It's like refreshing. Which makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, here's another one, which is um, I know nothing about. So I don't know if you guys, but ever tried some traditional Czech brews, like from Czechoslovakia, I guess? I have never... Well, heard so of that. Pilsners, Pilsners are Czech lagers. Oh, okay. So okay. Of, yeah. So it's, I mean, if I'm, if I'm understanding them correctly anyways. So, yeah, that is but, what they're but, asking, I think. Yeah. But Pilsner is what they call Czech lagers, basically. And it's a okay. certain style, which, like I said earlier, is more of like a hop forward for a lager, um, hop forward and a little bit stronger flavor. Oh, yeah. I just looked up. It says it was the world's first Pilsner was in Czechoslovakia. Yeah, it's a certain style. Okay. And then um, someone else also asked, uh, which I think is a really good question. Are there different popular beer types in each of your cultures? And I think we thoroughly covered (laughs) IPAs on our side. Yeah. I think that's the popular one here. Like as far as Asheville goes, but in general in America, it's probably like, but still Bud Light or something like still a lager. Do you think? I would still say IPAs. Uh, I think it's a, you know, I definitely think it's a national thing, if not international, but Mm -hmm. I definitely know it's a Mm -hmm. national thing that IPAs are being more popular. Um, I mean, we still have regions where, you know, very cheap lagers are the thing to do still, but I think that, in general, IPAs, just more craft breweries basically are sprouting up, which they like to focus on IPAs because that's a mm-hmm. thing that you can change and alter and like make it seem more exciting based on your batch, you know, versus the other person's batch. So, yeah, I, I actually listened to a podcast about this a while back and about how like Sam Adams was the first like microbrewery and it was only back, I think, in the 80s that. The whole trend started so it's very recent trend like before that all there was was like the very basic like bud light budweiser type beers yeah. um i even have a brewery in my hometown now which is hilarious because my hometown is so tiny um but they even have their own brewery now and it's cute it's not the best but it's cute and <laughs> ambitious and but yeah it's becoming super popular and like i said ipas are a good way to customize your batches and kind of stand out in a big competition 
mm -hmm. environment. You know how, like, you know that a town is going to grow if there's a brewery open in it. That's like a thing now. You're like, yeah. oh, the brewery open. Oh, here come the new people. Yeah. Just like a Target and a Walmart and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sarah, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think in England people love a lager. Is that correct? Well, I was going to say I don't actually know that much about beer at all because I don't drink beer. Um, but I have some first-hand experience. I went out yesterday and the people I was with, two of them drank lagers and two of them drank IPAs. So what can I say? Oh. Can we deduce anything about their characters based on those orders? Do I need to drop yes. those friends, the ones who didn't order IPAs? <laughs> They're just no. slightly more um, lowbrow. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anything else we can Jeez say about Louise. them? <laughs> oh, no. I, by the way, uh, Sarah's friends, if you're listening, I think you're probably amazing people if you're friends with my sister. So <laughs> one of them was the one just who ignore ordered, what I said. The one who ordered the lager, or one of them, was um, Fran. That's uh, my boyfriend. Um, <laughs> he's got, I guess he's got basic taste. <laughs> yeah it's just more I'm, basic i think but it's good I, okay so i i mean i i think that we can make stereotypical judgments yes but i don't think we can make true judgments on this because i mean there are good loggers out there i'm I'm just not i'm more of a fan of ipas but i think maybe uh perhaps a lager taster probably hasn't delved into beer as much um but maybe they have and they tasted ipas and didn't like it so i mean that's fine too um but it is possible that it's kind of like a i would always consider it kind of a warm-up to more um more customizable stronger flavors and i've got but. a quick question oh sorry go for it i've got a question in uh in the state so over here um you well, actually, I think this is more European. You're not meant to cheers with anything except alcohol. If you cheers with water, mm -hmm. it's bad luck. Mm -hmm. If you cheers with, apparently, in Greece, if you cheers with coffee, it's bad luck. Um, I'm, I, I don't really mind. I cheers with coffee sometimes. But is that similar over there? Um, I have heard that, but I don't know who I heard it from. It might have been you. So, <laughs> My other... Um, um. Wait, one more. My other beer fact is if you don't look the person in your in the eye when you cheers, you have seven years of bad sex. So I think that's something we should put out to all our listeners. <laughs> wow. Look them in the eye when Be you warned. cheers. <laughs> all right, I'm done. I didn't know that. That's uh... <laughs> Oh my gosh. Just let's let's just end the podcast now. That was that was a good closing closing argument. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I don't, I haven't seen that trend of the, first of all, I didn't, I didn't, uh, know about the bad sex thing, but also, um, I did not know about the cheersing in general, like the non-alcohol is a no, no. I didn't know that. I think that's a very um, European thing, probably. I think so. Perhaps. But, um, I had a quick question cause I thought it would be funny. Do you guys remember what your first beer was? Like full beer or like sip of beer or full beer like when you were like started you know going off on your own like partying probably weren't supposed to be drinking but had a beer um so. well mine's corona so 
pretty basic, I think. But what about you, Nick? Oh, that's a good one for our first one. I mean, I I did. Uh, I mean, it was a PBR uh, back at like <laughs> nice. a, at a frat at a frat party in, in first semester of college. Um, so back when I was seventeen, <laughs> woo woo. Um, but, PBR uh, is yeah. is back now. Yeah, it yeah. is. PBR is like cool again, isn't it? Like hipsters <sighs> like it. It's yeah, and and the price went way up, and the taste is the same, if not worse, and it's just not good. Yeah, I agree. Um, I just think it's funny because it's like really popular again. Yeah, it, it is very be... popular. I mean, and it used to be one of the cheapest beers, and now it's like one of the yeah. most expensive beers that uh, are around. So it's kind of funny in that way. It's just the demand went up. Good old capitalism, of course. You know, good for them, like marketing wise. Um, I guess, I... yeah, good for them. I I have like this is embarrassing, but my first beer was a Natty Light. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I <laughs> it's went natural real light. low, it, real it is, low um, with that. It's uh, it's just water with some alcohol in it. Tastes like yeah, it's not good. Terrible, actually. <laughs> a Natty Light is like, I mean, it's like three and a half percent, maybe. It's the worst. It's the not, worst yeah, it of has the very cheap beers. Flavor, but- once again, you buy like it's a cheap thing, so you buy a thirty-two pack, yeah, for yeah. for ten bucks, and then you drink you the whole it. thing if you want. I guess yeah, yeah. it's crushable. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Um, there's a Ugh. there's a brewery over here that makes beer out of old bread, um, as like a waste reducing waste concept. Oh, it's called okay. toast. So they steal the yeast from it. Nice, I like that. Yeah, it, would that yeah. is that how it works? They they the yeast but it would already be i mean i mean yeah exactly yeah i'm not sure i guess they would i mean they could like break it down a little bit in water like if you just kind of i've not i don't know the process for sure Uh, sounds like prison hooch Mm. not that i've been in prison but i've watched orange is the new black (laughs) oh so that makes you an expert on prison (laughs) (laughs) um but uh but yeah no um i mean like I, i'm thinking like i was just thinking i guess not the i guess once it's already made i have no idea how they would do it but if they can use like different yeast batches like i mean if they made like you know sour sour bread starter like if they use that for their yeast i mean that would be a pretty cool way to like get different batches oh, of man. things like we we actually have a local brewery called um uh white labs uh yeah, another yeah, yeah, place yeah. that actually they focus on the yeast and they actually will make the same beer, but with a different yeast strain okay. and it tastes totally different. Wow. That would, um, so, so yeah, I mean, not totally different, but like it does taste different than the other, the other one used on a different yeast strain and everything else is the same. So, um, so that'd be a cool way to like diversify your beer and be like, yeah, this is from the sourdough we made last week or whatever, you know, it'd be cool. It'd be, that'd be actually pretty cool. <laughs> um, well, Nick, we really appreciate you coming on. Um, as a last question for you to celebrate Halloween, since it's today, um, one of our listeners asked, which Halloween costume is your least favorite? Oh, no. Whoa. Yeah, I know. Like the one that I, the, which one, the one do you that, hate? Like, I've, that I've done or just in general that I've seen? Just, or? just that you've seen, probably, I would think. Oh, <laughs> such a weird I, I, question. I have, I have no idea. Like that's just basically bashing somebody that I just saw on the street. Like that's horrible. Um, uh, we 
love doing I that. Don't know. I mean, like, I'm not a huge like costume person anyway. So like, I feel like I'm the worst judge because I mean, at least these people put forth effort. So like good for them, you know, <laughs> um, I, I usually am like, I don't want to dress up. If it's a costume party, I will dress up in some way, shape or form, but I, I don't prefer to dress up on Halloween. I, um, I definitely condone it for anybody that wants to do it, but, um, but yeah, no, um, worst. Let's see. Um, I don't know. I think really the worst is I can think of. It's just like if you're going to a party that's specific, like that you have a specific friend group and they kind of get your humor, then I think the niche costumes that don't really make sense to anybody else is really good. But if you were going to some like club or something and you mm -hmm. were just dressed up as something very obscure and nobody's going to guess it, I think that would be the quote unquote worst. But I think we'd need parameters for that. I have no idea what would be considered <laughs> worst. I guess the worst looking or like the worst yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But that's that would be my guess is like if somebody was um, dressed up as something, I'd be like, what the heck are you? What uh, what is happening here? And I don't you know, and most people wouldn't get the reference. I think that would probably be the worst costume, I guess. For me, something that's like a little cringy, which I totally used to do. Um, so I'm judging myself as well is when it's like sexy anything. You know what I mean? It's like oh, yeah. so, it's so cringe especially if they like take it way too far and they're the one at the party with like just a bikini on because they've been working <laughs> out and they want to show off their body <laughs> it's like come yeah. on guys <laughs> i mean i think some can be pretty funny too I, I, they can uh, be yeah i just heard about like a sexy uh traffic cone which was fun <laughs> um how would that so even that was, work is it like i have two no cones I, it was the... it was more of like yeah it was like basically a triangle shaped dress i guess oh, uh, okay, okay that's pretty clever um, but yeah that's cool yeah, I I like mean, it was, yeah it was clever it was funny and they were just and it was pretty short i guess so that was the that was the sexy yeah. part of it and yeah. you know it was a dress and then high heels or whatever um, I, I don't know if i Sarah, have do, one um maybe do I'm, people cel celebrate halloween there it's getting really big over here it didn't when i first moved here it wasn't at all and now it's um now it's really like everyone's doing Halloween things. I think I'm going to choose, I'm not like a massive fan of serial killers just because I think they get too much airtime mm. anyway. But I'm not, whatever, if you do it, go for it. But I think that relates back to our, when we were saying we didn't like serial killers before. Which I think should be a pretty blanket opinion of anyone. Like we don't like serial <laughs> killers. About I love serial killers. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, the one uncontroversial <laughs> opinion we've had. Except that there's all those like fan clubs of serial killers. So I don't think it, yeah, I think a, it is a little controversial actually. It's kind of culty following to be fair. I mean, like it's yeah. just like they kind of represent something that's like um, obscure or like taboo almost. And mm -hmm. so it's interesting mm -hmm. to us and we kind of focus on it too much. We being me too, uh, totally. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, I totally, totally yeah. read those books. The or what, yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Um, but yes, uh, Nick, thank you so much. Thank we will you. let you go. I'm sure you'll be relieved. But we really, really yeah. appreciate you coming on here. That was really fun. I feel like I talked way too much, but uh, thanks for having me. That's on. what you're honor. here for. <laughs> thank you for ask, answering all the um, all our questions that was very interesting yeah cool i'm glad you liked it <laughs> <laughs> all thank right thank you bye-bye nick bye-bye thanks guys bye-bye see you later
Yes. I, do I just I just uh, click the hang up? To... <laughs> click the just little hit the red, red hang up. Wait, yeah. wait, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm really removing you. Sarah, wait. By the way. I'm okay. you. Okay. <laughs> Gone. I removed him. Oh my god. Yikes. Um, no, that was really fun having Nick on. That was cool. Yeah, thank you, Nick. Absolutely I th- killed the questions. And how interesting is that as well? That stuff about his job and microbiology. So cool. Yeah, it's really cool. I think we should call it the drinks special since we discussed beer and coffee. Oh, yeah, um, that's true. So I think we have a, another big question to answer if you're ready for that. Let's go for it. Or do you want to? Perfect for a Monday. Okay, let's go for it. Cool, cool. Um, let me just pull it up. Want to tell us a bit about your weekend while I pull it up? Uh, yeah, sure. So, um, uh, no, I can't think of anything. Oh, my God. You said it was a busy weekend. What did you do? I can't remember. <laughs> okay, well, I went to a Halloween party. Um, oh, yeah. Actually, two of them. One was a pig roast where he roasted an entire pig. Um, wow. What, outside? And or I have to have... say. How did you do that? He has this giant smoker the wow. size of a pig. It's crazy. I can't imagine. He had to get up at 4 a.m. to put it in. It took like 12 hours. Is he a chef or Um, that's just his personal project? No, he's not a chef. He just loves doing it. It's the second year we've gone to it. But um, yeah, it's a really cool thing. It's like a lot of work. So I appreciate not having to do it myself. Yeah, definitely. Um, And definitely the star of the show for that was the there was a mac and cheese with like the crust on it so amazing it's so good but the fact oh. that the the pig that took hundreds of hours and him getting up I at know. Four in the morning to roast is not the star of the show is a bit sad i mean that was amazing but like that you can't beat a mac and cheese with like the ritz cracker crust on it it's like next level and it's one of those things where when you make it, like, for a party, you don't even care how much cream and butter you're putting in because you just, like, throw throw all your, like, health goals to the wind when you make something for a party. And yeah, so exactly. it was, like, just amazing, just full of heavy cream. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was definitely the highlight of my weekend, for sure. I guess- and then that and watching – sorry – uh okay watching um simon take off the skinny jeans um i'll share another picture but it looked like they were sprayed on he wore my skinny jeans i was so impressed with both of you it was it was a great idea for a costume (laughs) go as each other oh my gosh one like we couldn't get them on so i had to like help him like pull them over his uh feet I had to like sit there like pulling on it. And then when it came to taking them off, he was literally trapped in them. Yeah. And I was like, well, I do care about those jeans. Like I like them. So I don't want you cutting them off. We almost had to, like, I I kid you not, I got out a pair of scissors. Oh my god! Because like we sat there for 30 minutes, couldn't get them off. I wonder if they're off. stretched out of shape though. You think they'll bounce back? They might be now. 
Take a we'll picture see. of the we'll jeans see. for me. Anyway, let's go to the question. <laughs> okay. No, but I have to finish telling you because this is hilarious. So the way he got them off was he used a spoon to like pry them with and then um, like dish soap to make it more lubricated. <laughs> no, that yes. does not make any and sense. And it, it literally wet. took 30 minutes. Why didn't 30 you minutes. just take it from the top? You, he held on. That's what we did. And you just pulled. It didn't work. That's what we did, but it, where it was stuck was the ankle. That's where he was like using a spoon okay. to pry it off oh, of his okay. heel. Yeah, that makes. Yeah, sense. and like soap. But I like the entire time he was like, "Ow, this hurts," and I was just like, I probably screamed with laughter for thirty minutes, and I was like literally incapacitated because I was laughing so hard, and so. I do have to say I'm feeling quite healthy now. They say laughter is really, really good for you. So thank you, Simon. Laughter. I appreciate that. The best medicine. The best medicine. Yeah. Um, but yes, let's go to the question. Uh, so this was the second part of the email that we had the question from last week. And um so here we go. Uh, how did you approach the world of dating and short versus long-term relationships contracted with the semi-arranged marriages you were accustomed to witnessing growing up? Were you willing to just shack up or did you have the sense to give yourself time and space to gradually get to know potential mates? Hmm. Thank you. Thank so you, you for sending first. in these questions. It's, it's really um, also all the ones about the beer. That was that was so great to get Nick answering those. Um, let me see. I think this is probably we can go back and forth on this because I feel like there's a couple a couple questions there. Um, so with the how did I approach dating? I would say it wasn't a priority for me for the first couple of years, probably the first uh, two years. Um, I was more kind of focused on just getting a bit of a bearing and then. Uh, it still wasn't a priority after that because I've never really prioritized dating. <laughs> <laughs> says the says the woman who's been with her boyfriend for like eight years. Yeah, but I guess like the old adage about that happens when you're not looking for it applies in my case. Um, hmm, okay. But I did, I was thinking about this because I read this question before, um, which is good because it's a good in-depth one. Um, but I think it's fairly different. Well, we were quite young, um, Fran and myself. And I think there's a bit of a difference here in London, especially because it's so expensive. So um, we were both renting a room in a shared house, but even that is so expensive that if you are actually mm -hmm. quite serious about your relationship, which, um, yeah, we were serious quite fast, then, like, <laughs> it's almost an economic choice to live together. Um, yeah, so maybe, I mean, yeah, we we were living together within six months. I don't know if that's... Some people say that's not the best for the romance, but um, it worked. It worked for us, I guess. And um, I think it's just different, isn't it, for different people? But it, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
it is it's nice to have separate places that you can it, it kind of maybe keeps the honeymoon period on for like going for a bit longer but i i don't really i don't really think it's a bad idea to live together if you're feeling you know if you're spending all all your time together anyway um i think there's that thing where um you are spending every night at each other's house anyways yeah so like might as well you know save some money like especially in this day and age it's like very expensive to rent anywhere you are but especially in london Mm -hmm. um like otherwise it's and and it's not like don't i wouldn't say buy a house together but like just you can easily move out if you need to so i don't think like renting together is like a that big a deal yeah and i didn't i didn't we didn't even rent together i just moved into um his room which also had another person in it oh my gosh his room did or his house no his house had about 12 other people his room had another person so there was three of us in one room whoa whoa that That poor third wheel i can't even imagine how it was for them that's That's when you get good at timing and communication um wow yeah but that is uh i don't yeah crazy. i'm i'm quite um what do i think about it versus arranged marriages i um i would say i'm quite uh what's the word like not chill is the wrong word but i i just liberal think, yeah open-minded open-minded yeah. i yeah. think um yeah please be safe but that's about my only requirement for any kind of relationship you know be safe and make sure it's something positive in your life um if we're going back to talking to our younger selves which we did a couple apps back Mm -hmm. well i have like i thought this was a really good question but also like it is like a very intense question for me i i would say i approach the world of dating as if it was a swimming pool that had a two foot depth and I didn't read the sign and dived in. Um, So in other words, disaster. Um, um, Yeah. I, I really like, I'd say when I first left the commune, I was incredibly lonely and depressed and also, you know, had my teenage hormones raging as they do. Um, So I was basically quite foolish um, as far as dating went and got into quite a bad situation for quite a long time um, and ended up having my a son uh, with that person. So for me, I think I'm quite a cautionary tale on how not to approach dating when you first leave a very um, sheltered commune. And I I do I would advise if I may other people to um be really cautious about who you choose to um spend all your time with because um you're so impressionable and naive at that stage in your life um and you know you're bound to get very attached to the person um as you know, as your first boyfriend or whatever it is, or first girlfriend. Um, and so I'd say one of the the main things that, you know, 
the main advice I wish I had followed better would be to um, listen to someone's actions rather than their words. Um, if you have any doubts about the relationship, just observe, like, what are they saying versus what they're actually doing? And then it should be pretty obvious. Um, I mean, if you're like me, you'll still be in denial for a long time. But <laughs> it's a good measure, I think, of whether um, someone is a good person to date. And as this uh, person, as this writer in said, quote, shack up with um, is looking how they act and not listening to just what they say and believing it. Because those are two totally different things. Mm. But I wouldn't, if I can just jump in, I actually wouldn't say you were foolish. I'd say you were, um, the circumstances that you came from, there was no preparation for any kind of relationship, um, you know, friends even. We didn't really even have mm -hmm. friends. I mean, we did have friends, but it was a very, everything was conditional. Um, and it was super structural too, wasn't it? So it was like all we knew was how it worked within that very, very small niche structure of the commune. So we didn't have like any idea about how it worked in any other type of society, really. Yeah, yeah. And but I just I I I don't want you to be hard on yourself. And also, I wonder what your um kind of thoughts on dating would be now like how have they changed? yeah I think I've I've definitely uh, learned a lot um I think like this the relationship I have now I'm I'm really pleased with um how much both of us have really worked to um have a healthy relationship and um you know we are quite cautious like we only moved in together after a year and a half um, of dating. And that was also partially because I had a kid. So obviously that's a much bigger move um, than if you didn't have a kid. So that makes a lot of sense. Um, but it was also just like really feeling it out and making sure it's what we really wanted. And then um, I'd say like the biggest thing I've learned about it now is uh, to, you know, to trust your instincts um if if your instinct feels like yeah this is the right thing like trust that um and also trust you know your friends the people around you what they like don't take it with a grain of salt because everyone's going to have an opinion right so like don't take it as the god's honest truth but like if everyone is saying like oh, i feel like he's sketchy mm. then you should probably listen to that um if it's just one friend then probably ignore it but um and then just kind of pay attention to, yeah, how they live their life. And if it aligns with your values, I think that's the most important thing. And, and then in order to be a good partner, I'd say um, be willing to listen and to try to put yourself in the other person's shoes as well. Mm. Um, Cause I think that's like the most important thing in a partnership. That's interesting about the friend thing. I heard um, somewhere that your kind of your close friends, maybe two or three people, those are the people that have your best interest in mind. So those, mm -hmm. you know, if you really mm -hmm. want to know some honest um, feedback, 
they're the ones to go to. Yeah, I know, like, when I was in the bad situation, the bad relationship, like, all of my friends were, like, telling me about red flags, and I just ignored them because I was, like, so caught up in it, which, you know, a lot of us do, especially as young people, but even later on. Um, So I'd say, like, the other thing is, like, I shouldn't be hard on myself because really the, the qualities I had at that time, you know, were trust and and optimism and um seeing the best in people and that's why you know some sometimes i think like a lot of us who left the commune the partners we we got at first like a lot of it was just luck of who you ran into um and some of us had bad luck some had good Mm -hmm. um because it seems like you know a lot of us were quite like trusting um, and and thought the best of people probably at least I definitely had that attitude like the the optimism that you know everyone has some good inside of them and you just need to you need to find it you need to see it and always look for the good in people and so those are all lovely like beautiful things um, and so if that landed you in a bad place like don't be too hard on yourself because it's actually a compliment you know like it actually just means, you know, you're a really kind, probably a kind and slightly foolish person. Yeah. And no, and you're foolish. only foolish because you didn't know, you didn't know better. So I sh- I'd say it should say like a bit naive, not foolish, because um, you you weren't taught any better. So, um, yeah, that's kind of like a really big question, but that is you know about where I am at with it. But I do. Do you have anything to add? Well, I was just thinking if you do, if you are going into a new relationship, be quite critical because um, Mm -hmm. you are a wonderful. Basically, if you're listening to this podcast, you're a wonderful person. So, give yourself. Yeah, you obviously have really good taste. Yeah, give yourself a checklist (laughs) and stick to your guns. Make sure they do fifty percent of everything. Well, that's that's kind of. I mean, yeah, like my relationship isn't perfect. That can be a little unrealistic, but it should feel pretty, it should feel pretty fair. Definitely head for 50%. That's a good standard to go by. It's not unrealistic. Or 60% them, 40% you, because as I said, you guys (laughs) are killing it. So make sure you're, you're getting that good, sweet, sweet life. My relationship goal now is to just be like a princess. 80 20, 80 20. Like 10% me, 90 them. Oh, she's raised the stakes once again. Oh my gosh. On that oh note, gosh. do you have any words of wisdom for us? Not sure if you're qualified, uh, but let's go for it. Oh my gosh. Um, yes, I do. Uh, my word of wisdom it plays off of what I just said. Uh, I have always remembered when someone told me, believe in someone's actions and not in their words, because words are just a lot of hot air. And if they're not backing it up with actions, then they're not worth, worth your time. So just remember that always with every, not even with just uh, re- like relationships, but also with friends or family or anyone else that you're wondering about if they're a good part of your life or not. Just watch what they do. Yeah, that's a really good one. Make sure they're a good cook as well if you're going to be uh, shacking up with them long Shacked up. You don't Either want... that or you just... What? You Go. need to love cooking. 
Either they need to be a good cook or you need to be, you need to love cooking. Make sure they're a good cook. <laughs> <laughs> you're just saying that because you're with a, an Italian, a Sicilian. I can't, Obviously say, he's a I good can't cook. say I'm not gloating. I can't say I'm not. All right. You're definitely gloating. A little gloat <laughs> never hurt no one. All righty. Um, Make sure they know how to do laundry. Oh, well, yes, please. Otherwise, you're dating and a, whatever a, you do, a child. Do not iron their shit for them. That is taking it too far. Do not. Does anyone iron anymore? I don't think people do that anymore. I don't know, but my lovely friend has a steamer, which she showed me the other day, and I was highly Ooh. impressed. So we might have to do a bit of, we might have to get one of those as we. As yeah, our this is, by the way, not sponsored. Sponsored by my <laughs> lovely friend with the steamer. Um, um, all right. Well, that was that was great to have Nick on. And thank you so much for the questions. Keep them coming. The quality of questions at the moment is whew, amazing. It is next level. It is Please next keep level. it coming. We love we love feedback. We love questions. Um, and we would love to hear from you at skinandblisterpod at gmail.com. So Nailed please it. keep on sending them. Amazing. All right. Have All a right. great week. And ciao, ciao. Happy Halloween. Thank you for listening to Skin and Blister. If you have questions or comments, please email us at skinandblisterpod at gmail.com.